here we fucking here we here we <laughs> here, here we, we fucking, fucking go. You're gonna hear that at that gig you go to. Oh, every Scottish gig you go to, they like what do you get? You get here we here we here we fucking go, and then you also get one more tune, one. More. I can't. What was the last? Was it the darkness? Why did you see the I darkness? Seen the, I went to see the darkness live. It was really, it was a really good gig. Actually, I don't do live music, but I went to see the darkness because the tickets were cheap, and we were like, I could really. Is this a recent thing? Pre-COVID. Okay. So, but yeah, we got there, and then like they they wind down. They hadn't played, I believe, in a thing called Love yet, and the whole crowd's like, one more tune, one more. Which like, love how every Scottish person to you is a character from Braveheart. Yeah, that's what you all sound like to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, you know how like Charlie Brown hears the teacher? <laughs> you all sound like Braveheart. We sound like Mel Gibson trying to do a Scottish accent. Um, but yeah, so they hadn't even done I Believe in a Thing Called Love yet. And then they start walking off the stage and everyone's like, one more, woo! And then they come back out and they're like, oh, we've got one more song to play. Oh, it's I Believe in a Thing Called Anyway, they play the song Belter. Uh, every, and then they leave and everyone's like one more <laughs> and like and then like the house lights come on and everyone's still just like one more getting more and more aggravated and I was like guys you've already got them to do the one more, one more tune. you wasted it on when they were definitely going to play the one more tune they hadn't played it they were definitely going to and we wasted one more tune you can't now go for one more tune because when does it end at that point <laughs> it's how many one more tunes can you keep forcing a band to play it just cuts to like a news reporter outside the Barlands being like the gig has been going, been going on for three days now because they keep saying one, <laughs> one more, tune, more tune one more they tune they refuse to let them leave um, more on this story at 10 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> more on this story at 10 o'clock now over to our correspondent reporter Gary Copeland thanks Gav <laughs> there were in total I think by my looking nine American Pie movies in total American Pie 1 American Pie 2 American Wedding that's the one where he sprinkles pubes on the cake yeah uh, American Reunion mm-hmm. American Wedding was 2003 American Reunion was 2012 in between those American Pie Presents Bandcamp The Naked Mile Beta House The Book of Love all came out mm. directed to, to DVD spin-offs, and then in 2020, American Pie Girls Rule. I didn't even know about the 2021. Was that a straight to streaming DVD? Yeah, I assume so because I've never heard of it either. Should we uh, watch? It, it contained. Let's oh. have a quick peek. Sorry, uh, the, the film serves as a standalone sequel revolving around Stifler's cousin Stephanie. Yes, wait a second. Is that not the? Like the obviously all these American Pie movies are very like male oriented. Is that one not the female one? I think hence the subtitle Girls Rules. Um, (laughs) Thanks for that, Philip. (laughs) Thanks for that. The only person. What a story at ten o'clock. Of note, I could name in the starring list on Wikipedia is Danny Trejo. What apparently. Will be in anything. I was literally about to say that man. If you if you pay him in some like breakfast tacos and like 20 quid he'll show up and he'll do it oh you could have picked any other food any other food but you had to go for the racial profiling (laughs) (laughs) play the intro (laughs) it's meandering movies it's meandering movies it's meandering movies so won't you lend I'm taking us away. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast for another episode after the three-month hiatus. Oh, I forgot. It's been, a, it's been a bit. The last time we talked, you were beating up a child and yeah. I was driving a truck. 
and that was months ago. And that was a long time. That was we we have straight up given up the pretense of recording batches and then releasing them on a, on a bi-monthly. Oh, look, guys, we're still recording. No, we're recording when we fancy it. We're releasing when we fancy it. If you're a big fan, thanks for tuning in on these <laughs> sporadic entries into your life. If not. Um, Hello, welcome to the first episode of the Movie Podcast. If this is your first time here, it's usually like this. What up? It doesn't get any better. We are the end of the month, January. Yeah. We've got a week to go. But we're going to be talking about the best and the worst, faves and non-faves, and everything in between from the year of 2022. Of oh, of who? Jesus. No, I thought we were going to go for like, uh, I don't know. The year um, of our saint, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes, she had, she had a good run. She did. She's, she's having a she's good having time. A great run. Queen's Gambit just like propelled her into, and then yeah, because like last year she was in the Northman and the Menu. She was in something. She was in Peaky Blinders season six, which I think was last. When year. was the one where she with in the Mirror Girl? The what? Last night in Soho. When was that? Two thousand twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah. Twenty-one. But she was in that. That was so good. Though, she's just she's churning them out, and she's you know, and she's keeping up a good caliber. She's got yeah. a good uh, good history of work at the moment. Yeah. This is actually just going to be a whole episode about Anya Taylor-Joy. But we are going to talk... Yeah, sorry, we're not. <laughs> we're going to talk about our favourites and our least favourites and everything in between of the movies of 2022. So, um, I made my list up two minutes ago. Gav, yeah. you, like a little good, swatty, nerdy boy. One of us has to have be... done your homework. Prepared. Yeah, fucking whatever. Give us the first one. The first movie that I would like to Turning talk about. Turning red, Disney Pixar, I thought was... No, I'm joking. What? You, you, go. you go. I was just trying to cut across you. It was a bit. Uh, it was a funny bit as well. I, I feel... not laughing, you like, fucking pompous dick. <laughs> he is a pompous dick. Thanks for saying it. Wait, no, I was talking him. about you. I was, oh, I, thought looking, you were about I was looking at him for validation, but oh. I was talking about you. I'm not a pompous dick anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty all right now. Leave a like in the description if you think if you think you no, You don't even know how social media works. Leave a like in the description. <laughs> You're the only one that can do anything with the description. <laughs> what are you talking about, you maniac? Watch the description for this episode. Just be the word like. like. <laughs> <laughs> See, everyone likes. No me. one's. No one even reads those things. But the one person that does is gonna be like, "What the fuck are they doing?" I put you meandering movie boys. I'm. I know I'm in for a treat this week. It's it's annoying because I put so much effort into those descriptions, and no one reads that. Nobody so, emails us. Nobody comments us. Nobody tweets us. <laughs> We've been movie. making a big effort this year. The Twitter we've been good on, if like at Meandering Pod on Twitter, you know, at Meandering Pod, get in touch with us because Gary's, you know, he's over there just putting up anything that comes to his mind, and some of it's not great. <laughs> What's not great? My <laughs> when you put up the sexy Velma picture, <laughs> that's not my fault. It's the only one that like, Google would give me. Yeah, and also. Shoot. That's doing pretty well. That, that's good. <laughs> People are liking sexy Velma. Do you, do you know what's annoying is I'll put up like like a good film tweet. I'm like, here's a thing about this film that's really interesting. No interaction. <laughs> Gary puts up a picture of Velma who looks sexy. Tons of interaction. <sighs> I hate you, internet. Oh man. Fuck off. I just know. I know you're gonna play to your crowd. Am I right? Gonna play to your crowd. So the first thing we're going to talk about this episode is the HBO Max show Velma and why everyone uh, loves it. Everyone hates it. I haven't watched it. I don't know. What I've watched. I it. don't know what all the. I just know that people don't like it. If, no, but it's weird that everyone is coming out to be like, we all hate this. Every single, every faction of the internet. You got the trolls. You got the lefties. You got the libs. You got the libtards. Like every faction Jesus. of the internet is coming out and and, and arguing about. How bad this show is! Even the the American Pie fans who like the really <laughs> dog shit ones are like, oh, "Audio Boy's gone. We've lost I Audio think, Boy." 
three of those groups you mentioned are the same group of people, <laughs> just from the perspective of other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I watched it. I've watched the first two episodes, at least, anyway. Is it only two episodes, right? At the, no, there's I've four now. They're releasing my- them two... So the 30-minute episodes are releasing them two a week, and I watched the first two on the first week of them launching. I've just realised I don't care to talk about it. So actually, what I want to talk about... I'm going to just do this very quickly. Oh. I know nobody cares. I care a little bit. I'll cut bit. it out. It's fine. It's like it's it's not it's it's not great. It's not maybe not even good. But the level of hate he's getting is absolutely not. But isn't that the case for anything these days? Yeah, like I mean, yeah. but but it's it's weird. It's just it's vitriol across the board. Like if something is bad, then it's the the worst thing ever made. Which funny enough, we're going to talk about the best and the worst, and we're probably going to talk about it like it was the worst thing ever made. So also you're contributing to the problem. But no, we're gonna. Yeah, I'm only. Yeah, I'm only yeah. talk, I want to talk about the positives because what I wanted to start off with was not Velma. That was a joke. Her heart. I made us all laugh. I want to talk about. You got me riled up. <laughs> what? Rummy what? Riled. What did you? Are you, you okay? <laughs> no, what I have no. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> I didn't say rummy anything. I said I'm getting riled up. I thought you said rummy okay, and I was like, what's that mean? Uh, no. What's the thing? Ret? No, it's not ret. Anyway, the thing I want to talk what about. What are you talking about? My eyes are bleeding. <laughs> I'm falling apart. <laughs> if we don't record enough, I, my brain just becomes mush of ideas. I want to talk about Top Gun Maverick. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Good film? Best film or the worst film of the year? Uh, n- neither. Just a, just, just a good film. Good so the, the, the title of this, e- <laughs> sorry guys, the title of this episode, Gavin, is let's talk about the best and worst of 2022. Yeah. And the first film <laughs> that you want to talk about is Top Gun Maverick, which by your own <laughs> remit, by your own words, is neither the best nor the worst. Uh, right. Okay. Oh, audio boys up. <laughs> out of his seat. Blankets off. He's leaving the room. Just can't he with your bullshit. Bye-bye. How <laughs> long did it take me... Like 10 minutes to get him to fuck off. Right. Top Gun Maverick. Is it the best film of 2022? I didn't even see it. No. What do you mean? Because it's like. I was going to go see it. I had every. I genuinely had every single intention of going to see that movie. Um. Not because I was particularly interested. Like, I. I've, I, I, I mean, I watched Top Gun with my dad back in the day and I, yeah. remember, I remember it being fine. Yeah. And it's just a, a sequel to a movie that I kind of have middling response to anyway. That's fair, yeah. Um, but then it's like getting the whole, like, look, it's one of the best action films of recent of recent history, and it's well worth going to see it, especially in the cinema. And then it was it's just a culmination of life getting in the way. And I'm gutted, because yeah. I genuinely, genuinely wanted to see that in, in the IMAX big screen experience. And I just didn't. Yeah, for me, so take uh, it away. I loved the original Top Gun as a kid. I love uh, the music. I love Tony Scott. Rest in peace. He was one of the greatest action directors of his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just good 80s action schlock, which is what I was born and bred on. You know, yeah. that's what I came up predator on. Predator for Christmas. Exactly. Predator for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I was going to go on a weird dark joke there. I'm so glad I didn't. But then when they came out, when <laughs> they're like, oh, we're going to do Top Gun Maverick. And I was just like, really? Like... <laughs> Yeah, this is so not needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to see the film. Only saw half of it the first time. If you listen to our cinema etiquette episode oh, yeah. to find out yeah, yeah. why I only listened. but then I came back again to watch it, and I'm so glad I, I did to, to, to see that film in the cinema because that is a film made to be seen in the cinema. Yes, oh, we, audio boy has something. You to saw say. it twice. I did see it twice. Wow. Uh, but the. I would say the latter half of that movie is some of the best on-screen action I have ever seen 
and a movie. So, and can I, just because sort of, I haven't seen it, um, is the action all in planes? Yes. Well, no, no some of it isn't. Some of, there's a there's a chunk at the end. I, it just gives but, me the, like I know I should have seen it, and I wish I had because it gets a good write up. But it kind of just gives me the same vibe as the Fast and the Furious, where it's like. No, I would say that the difference is, is because they make such an effort to shoot as much of it in the planes as they actually can practically. Obviously, some of it is CGI based and some of it is manufactured. Yeah. But because they set that precedent, that when you get to that action president, when you get to that precedent, precedent, yeah, when you get to that, when you get to the president, <laughs> when you get, you walk up to Joe Biden, you're just like Joe. See what they've done here with Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Joe Biden, what did you think of? Top Gun Maverick. Please tweet us at the Andrew Pod, Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, when you get to to the final action stuff, yeah. and they, they've set that pres- precedent that it's <laughs> so much of it is practical and real and in plain, yeah. that then your brain starts to forget that some of this is obviously not real and not happening, mm-hmm. and you're just sucked into it. Yeah. And it's the most thrilling, engaging, exciting. Like by the end of it, I started to well up because I was just like, I'm back in the cinema and I'm watching something that's truly for the cinema. And it was just beautiful. And the combination of like t- uh, Tom Cruise at this point, take him as you will. I, I, know, I don't mind him, but he is outputting some of the best cinematic experiences of anyone out there because he's got full control. Yeah. The last Mission Impossible Fallout, I still say, is one of the best action movies of the, like, the last two decades. The next one that's coming out, him and Chris McQuarrie back together again, it's going to be amazing. Same with Top Gun Maverick. Wait, who, who's Chris McCoy? He directed the last Mission Impossible movie. Ah, gotcha. Uh, and he also directed, I think, the first Jack Ryan movie, not... Jack Reacher movie, uh-huh. which people have slept on. Go back and watch the first Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise. That movie fucking slaps. Another great action movie. It's just great action movies that are made for the cinema. Whereas, like you say, Fast and Furious, for example. Those movies, yes, they're big, dumb and epic. But so much of it isn't real anymore. So much of it is a big CGI truck heading into two CGI cars while Dominic Toretto or Vin Diesel is just like drinking a milkshake on a blue screen. Like it's none of it feels like it's for the cinema anymore yeah. whereas, Sorry. Top, whereas Top Gun Maverick I'm giggling didn't. because I remembered remember in what, Hobbs and Shaw that's the sequence where they're like trying to break through the corridor at the oh, same yeah. time <clears throat> and one of them goes oh, he's a like sneaky sneaky ninja and he's like knocking them all out one at a time and then Jason Statham Jason Statham just cracks one guy and then rams his face into the door pad funny but the funnier gag mm-hmm. is the same gag is from Suicide Squad, where which one the the re, the sequel the James Gunn one James Gunn one where someone grabs Peter Capaldi's head who's playing that mad scientist yes and they need him to do an ocular read <laughs> <laughs> they need him to do an ocular read and they ram his face into it at such velocity and force that it would ne- the machinery could never read his like his eyes anyway and he's like ah oh, Jesus fucking boo they fucking do it again. <laughs> Oh, and it just made me laugh because that—that's that was the best bit of the entire Suicide Squad film. I thought, I thought you were going to say that, that was the best part of the year. Oh. My, my entire life, that was the best part. <laughs> I'll be honest, that is that has elicited the biggest laugh out of me in the cinema in years. That that one bit from Suicide Squad, it is. It's just so unnecessarily... One, it's unnecessarily violent, which is fucking hilarious. Two, Peter Capaldi delivers the absolute fucking best. I all right, mate. <laughs> like, fucking like, get Jesus fucking Christ, I think he says. 
Oh, it's good. Anyway, Top Gun Maverick is neither the best nor worst movie that Gav saw last year, but for some reason he decided to start the episode off with it. I have been waiting to talk about Top Gun Maverick. If you have not seen Top Gun Maverick... I have no problem with you talking about this film. I just don't understand why it was the first film you thought you'd bring up. Fine, it's one of the... It's, how about this? It's the best action movie of last year because it's something I'm about to... I will, I'll you say... I'll, I'll let you... You've committed. I'm going to let you have a turn, obviously. But what, the thing That's I'm... Fine, g- I'll talk. I'll, I'll get there at some point is when it comes to action movies last year, a whole lot of dog shit. <laughs> action movies are dog shit now. And I thank... I'm glad Tom Cruise is out there still trying to make proper in-camera action movies. I'm looking at you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, because you're out putting some real fucking garbage these days. He's uh, he's only gone down since Skyscraper. And old, fucking... Old Dwayne. R- fucking Red Notice was the, the dearth of his... Ugh. The dearth. All right. Ugh. Am I going with... Well, my my favourite part of uh, Top Gun Maverick is where oh, uh, there's an emotional moment between Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer um, and then the screen freezes and then your flatmate gets so mad he leaves and then you don't see the movie again for four days. <laughs> Definitely I'm, the best part of the movie. I'm glad we did it though because when I went back and saw it in Super Screen, it was a magical experience. It was magical. I've never seen you that mad. It was, oh God, I was, go back and listen to the Cinema Etiquette episode <laughs> and you'll find out why. Leave a link for it in the uh, in the description under the word like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what am, I do- am I doing my absolute favourite or am I doing... You can you can do either absolute favourite... Are we saving absolute favourites? Save that for the end. For the last one? Yeah. Cool. And um, then you just talk about something that, like a, a good movie experience or a bad movie experience that stood out to you in 2022. I, I feel like we should just do a whack of garbage films. We should Because I don't want to linger on too many... I can list off like no, so can 70. I, but I'm just meaning like I don't want to I don't want to like focus too much on the crap because it's... You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll say, we'll just, we'll fire through some shit can we, in a one Can we both have an agreement? Because we've talked about this off mic and this will probably make some of our audience happy. We're not talking Marvel anymore. Yeah. And we're not talking not about- for any, a while at least. And the Marvel movies that came out last year, all of them were rubbish. We're yeah. not talking Me- about Mediocre them. to garbage anyway. Um, one of them you didn't even see because you just don't care anymore, which was Black Panther. <laughs> it's not that I don't care. I just, it all, again, life got in the way. And but it, we are- it, my, 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 my spark- is, is so no Marvel, no Marvel movies will be talked about in this episode. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, let's go. Unbearable weight of massive talent. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Nicholas Cage, Pedro Pascal, Pedro Pascal. Oh, I was going to say oh, like biographical, but it's absolutely not. It's fantasy, but it's it's presented to you as a biographical telling of Nick Cage's. <clears throat> wanting to get back and 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 be a more serious actor and taken more seriously, yeah. and I just thought it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's a it's a love letter to look at Nicolas Cage. That film is literally Nicolas Cage. Nicolas, Nicolas, <laughs> lick the Nick. Oh god, um, <clears throat> it's, it's littered with Nicolas Cage kind of throwbacks and references. And I remember sitting watching that with uh, with with our friend of the podcast Caboose. And there were bits of the movie where I was like, ah, that's good. And he was like, what? What's funny? And I was like, oh, that's from, I don't know, like such National such Treasure movie. or yeah, Face Off, face off yeah. or Con Air. And it was just so nice. It was so nice watching Nicolas Cage get to, I think potentially for the first time in his life, and that's a pretty bold, bold statement. statement, but for the first time in his life, really stretch out his acting chops. Mm. Like really get to kind of like, like expand and feel himself in a way that isn't like 
I know this movie's garbage, so I'm just going to chew up the scenery. And also, on the flip side of that, I know this movie's great, so I'm going to give it 110%, which is, which I think is, which I think is where Nicolas Cage is kind of like, I think that's his problem. This whole, is he a bad actor in good films, or is he a good actor in bad films debate? The problem is Nicolas Cage just gives 110% in every performance. And yes. the problem is... You don't, don't just don't do that. That's, that's like, I know, I know somewhere in some self-help book, it was probably like, you want to be the best actor in the world. you got to give 110% to every performance. Just don't man, rein it back in for a few of them because you seem like a maniac, Nick. Yeah. Cause what there, there's the scene in uh, that movie where he's talking to his younger self. He's talking to himself. Yeah. And his younger self just does the whole, his, like, his younger self was doing the, the insane Nicholas Cage. Whoa, whoa, screaming, just like slapping. Whoa. Slapping just like cooling off. Kisses himself. Yeah. Nicholas! Nicholas! <laughs> Motherfucking Cage! <laughs> That's stuff. incredible. But incredible. Because, <laughs> for example, last year I watched not a movie that uh, came out in 2022. I don't probably for the best, was a Vampire's Kiss with mm. Nicolas Cage, where he's thinks he's turning into a vampire, but you don't know if he's turning into... And it's... He goes... That didn't that, come out in 2022. No, but I'm, I'm just giving... Did you say that? No. I, I said it didn't. He didn't, yeah, sorry. I, I thought... <laughs> so you didn't? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I just like, But it's an example of, like, that's... Because so many memes come from that movie now. Yeah, yeah, of like, yeah. That's Nicolas Cage going full Nicolas Cage, and you think, if a different actor was in this movie, would Or it? if he just reined it in a bit. But the question, because, like, Vampire's Kiss is so, like, unforgettable now, that it's like, if he, if it wasn't him in it, would it be memorable or good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it him doing what he's doing, making this movie more than it is? Yeah. Because, like, if you look at National Treasure, for example, which Audio Boy and I watched both of them last year, because, you know, we have great lives. First one's fine. First I like the first one. I like the first one. But I, he, I have no memories. Of the I've seen the second one. Zero memories. But he's very like that's tempered Nicolas Cage. He's very like straight line down. That, that's like, very much a studio told him you can be you can do National Treasure. Fucking fucking reeling in. You're not gonna feel neck. <laughs> you calm down though, boy. Do you know like you know what you know why? You don't know why Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage? You know, you know why he's he he ended up in the situation he ended up in? No. Oh, was it started hey. off an actor? Did pretty well. Um, got into a few kind of fairly sizable things. Doing the Nick Cage thing, like, and he was kind of getting up the up the ranks, up the echelons, and then just the echelons. Yeah, the echelons of the echelons. Hollywood echelons. 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 No, echelons. It's echelons. You want to come no. at me for precedent? I'll come no. at you for echelons. It is echelons. It's echelons. E C H echelon. E C H O echo. No, it's E C H E. I think. No, I know, but I'm just saying. He was just saying the word echo. It was an echo. E C H. Ek. Echelon. If it's the beginning of a word. Fuck, I don't want a bike. I want you to pronounce it for me. I don't want a bike. Let's put the difference and call it echelon. I think I'll eat my hat. Echelon. Echelon. Apologies, I was wrong. There we go. That's when you read. You know, like, I've owned. I read a lot, and when you read a word, and yep. then you have to make up your own pronunciation. That's it's like what you get. Characters' names when you read a book, yeah. and, you, and then you hear it in a, like a movie or a TV show, and you're like, "Huh, wrong." Well, <laughs> um, yeah, he was working his way up the uh, echelons in Hollywood, and echelons, and he basically like, he just ended up in massive debt because of huge amounts of cocaine and huge amounts of alcohol and huge amounts yeah, of living like a fucking rock star, and eventually reached a point where he was like, "I love acting. I don't want to leave the world, but I have." 
No money. Like, no money, full houses, a huge fucking, like, whack of debt to my dealer. I need money. And then it just became like, hey, Nick Cage, do you want to be in our movie? How much? 500,000? Done. He just, I think I think Nicolas Cage basically came out at some point in Hollywood and said, if you pay me what, whatever this amount of money is, I don't know what not, 500 is probably lowballing it. But if you just had that money, he would sign on and do your film. Because did he not... Uh, uh, have well, a, as the story goes, I'll put that just in case I'm horrifically yeah, wrong. Because the, the two things that. that I'd heard was one that he'd bought like a pyramid. Um, <laughs> sarco- I, this man's a liar, <laughs> and I feel like he's a myth. <laughs> he, he bought a pyramid sarcophagus in New Orleans for his body to be buried in, and it was massive and made it of marble. But he then had to go off and sell it because yeah. he's. And the other one was he bought so much vintage wine. Did it bankrupt him? And then he had to sell off all of his vintage wine. Fuck's sake. Um, but outside all of that, watching him in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent was a fucking great. And I, I genuinely think it gave him the outlet to let him, like I said, do both bits. He got to let him really chew up the scenery in the in, in, and for a story purpose as well, which was nice, as well as pr- give this this like genuinely solid, heartfelt, strong action buddy... Buddy adventure movie. Buddy adventure it, movie. It definitely feels like parts of it are taken from his life, and other parts of it are obviously <clears throat> dramatized for mm-hmm. movie purposes, like the big shootout chase scene at the end of the movie. Yeah, I doubt Nicolas Cage did that in South America, but if he did, <laughs> I'm happy to <laughs> believe that. We will retract our statement if incorrect about Nicolas Cage's life. <laughs> and it also has Hollywood's new um, golden boy, golden Pedro, boy. Pascal, oh, Pedro Pascal, who's just great in everything mm-hmm. and like he's in that movie he or just, as his parents called him Pedrion Pascalion Pedrion Pascalion which yep. oh my favourite Italian dish <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah the, the movie the, sorry I just want everyone to know that the amount of faces old audio boy makes during the fucking recordings <laughs> that we do that you none of you none of you know he just sits there giving us fucking side eyes scoffing and making, at us and scoffing and making faces like we're a couple of old dickheads that's why i know you coward say it in the microphone yeah that's why i now edit for when audio boy says things wrong i can keep it in because when because <laughs> when audio boy used to edit all of that would disappear and he would always be right and smart when in reality he's the wrong one he's in the wrong just like us because we're, no. we're not not like we're above that <laughs> no god no <laughs> Um, so yeah, Unbearable Way of Massive Talent. Great film. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I, I thought it was a fucking a stonker. It's like, it was year. a good fun film. Stonker. That's the, that's the rating I'm giving it. A stonker. One stonker. One big stonker. Yeah. Uh, next movie I want to talk about is technically a trilogy of movies, mm-hmm. but only one of them was released in 2022. Oh. But I need to talk about these three films because they're fascinating. Uh-huh. And that is the recent Halloween trilogy of films because Halloween Ends came out last year. Yeah. Doubt it's going to be the end, but of it's this... the second Halloween Ends. What? Isn't it? Do they, they, they not have another film called Halloween Ends back in the 80s or no. something? Nonsense like that? No. The, the Halloween the, naming convention... The Halloween naming of those they films... They had H2O. <laughs> terrible. And which had nothing to do with water, right? No, it was just at the 20th anniversary of Halloween. But just don't call it H2O then. I think they call- if, if you're calling it a H2O, put it on a boat or put it at a fucking lake, <laughs> at a lakeside at the very fucking least. Don't call it H2O and then have nothing to do with They should have done the movie. Titanic, but it's Mike Myers instead of an iceberg. Yes. It should have been a uh, 20th anniversary of the release of the movie Halloween. And then someone 
turns up as a Mike Myers copycat and kills everyone. Call it you H- get meta about H it. space 20. There you go. I've just fucking solved your problem. Don't call it H2O. Is Stupid. it is it H2O that's got um, the wrapper in it? Um, that's the best app. That's all I've got. <laughs> what do we got? Halloween. Halloween. Halloween 2. Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Halloween 4. The Return of Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Halloween 5. The Revenge of Mike Myers. Ooh. Not bad. Halloween, The Curse of Mike Myers. That so would, they've dropped the numbering. The, the Curse of Mike Myers <laughs> might be the worst of them all. No, yeah. I, all right, sorry. I was wrong about the Halloween. Oh, my Christ. They have three films called Halloween. Yeah, because you've got the Rob Zombie one, you've got the original one, and you've got the one that came out in, like, 2017. That's the most batshit naming convention I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, because at you least... You start off with Halloween, Halloween, like, I, I, like, yeah. Roman numerals, then Halloween 3 Roman numerals, then you just switch to the... Uh, IV? To, to, no, then you switch to fucking regular numbers, okay. Halloween 4, <laughs> 4, 5, then you fuck off the numbers, Halloween, <laughs> The Curse of Michael, then Halloween H2O, 20 years later, nothing to do with water, <laughs> Halloween Resurrection, So and then it's like, cool, draw a line, happy? Yeah, that's madness. Start again. What do you mean start again? Halloween. Yep. Next one's called Halloween. All right, what about after that? So it's separate from the other ones. Halloween 2, Roman yep. numerals again. But we had them. Do it again. Don't give a fuck. All right. You want to make another one? Yeah. What do you want to call it? Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time we have a Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. It's like the Predator movies where you've got Predator, Predators, The Predator, and The Predators. But at least... <laughs> it's, that's crazy. But at least it's kind of like they, they, they fucked off the numbers yeah. early. Like they, they didn't bother with like that. Alien, Aliens. Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends are the last two. Um, Scream's pretty good. Scream's just like Scream... Scream, scream 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Because yeah, Scream 6 is coming out this year. And Scream 5 came out last year. Which, but, which, which horror... Which horror... What's the name of some other ones? Horror you got series the that Friday has the, the worst 13th. naming convention. Oh, the Friday the 13th ones are all over the fucking gaff. Are they? They're all Friday the 13th though, right? I know what you did last summer. Wait, wait. Let's. I want to have a little peek. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th part two. So as in... That is a... It's a sequel, but it's they've named it like it's the second half of the first one. Mm-hmm. Then they've gone straight to Friday the 13th part Roman numerals three. Mm-hmm. Then the final chapter. These will begin Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, the new beginning. Friday the 13th, part six. Back to Roman numerals. <laughs> just pick a fucking... Pick a lane. Just pick a lane. If you're doing numbers, do numbers. If you're doing Roman numerals, do Roman numerals. Uh, six, Jason lives. Seven, Roman numerals, the new blood. Eight, Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> Jason goes to hell, the final Friday. And then I guess... A partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> and then I guess you've got like, what, three... There's also Jason, no, then Jason X. Jason X, yeah. Then Freddy versus Jason, Friday the 13th. Back to the beginning. And then there's apparently a new one coming out either this year or next year. Nightmare on Elm Street. What's that naming convention? Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. This will be a good one. This I reckon this one's going to make sense. Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't two, think it is. Three, four, five. This is good. Final Nightmare. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's perfect. This one's the best one so far. Nightmare on Elm Street, one, two, three, four, five. They all have like a subheading. Then you get Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare, which is, I guess, the end of the original series, followed by Wes Craven's new nightmare, yeah. which was a soft reboot. Yeah. Freddy vs. Jason, standalone movie. Mm. And Nightmare on Elm Street, the reboot. Hard re- reboot. God, that reboot was bad. I mean, it was terrible, but at least the naming works. I'm happy with that one. 
<laughs> so that's the one you're giving the... I'm giving that one the highest ranking so far. It's metal sure. how many movies you just talked about that are released in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> what about The Evil Dead? Oh, Evil we're still Dead. going. Okay. Well, I'm just curious. I just feel like horror... You should pick a lane if you're a horror film, you know? I feel like you got Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and then it goes... The Evil Dead. Oh, no, this is bad. The Evil Dead. Yeah. Evil Dead 2, Roman numerals. Army of Darkness. Yeah. No Evil Dead in that. Nope. Just, lit- just no, a whole nothing denoting that it's completely even different movie. The fucking- then Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise. Okay, so it's not as bad, but it's still not like. Why have you dropped the the? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think those are all just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> How many, many times how, many re- chainsaw, <laughs> how many Texas Chainsaw Massacres are in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? How many times they've rebooted it and it's just Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre? Okay, wait, 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 franchise. Let's check it out. Te- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Leatherface. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Roman numerals 3. <laughs> that fucks me off. That's a point down. <laughs> okay. doing it. Then we're getting rid of the the. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation. Then we're back. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> a bit Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deep Space Nine. <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's a Star Trek joke. The Beginning. Texas Chainsaw 3D. Leatherface. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh. Anyway, the Texas uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 2022. So bringing us back full circle, I'm back in the room. So the Halloween trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) Badly named, but go on. The first one. This is is the last of the trilogy. This is the last of this trilogy, but they're already in talks of starting it again. And Jamie Lee Curtis will 100% be back in them, even though she said... She, this will be the the fifth fourth time that she's like I'm done I'm not coming back and then a studio comes along and it's just like do you like money and she goes yes and then they go would you like to do another Hollywood movie and she goes why not okay I'll fucking punt another one of these out scrap one out this trilogy that they did for the recent Halloweens went from oh that one could have been alright yeah. but was a bit disappointing. Then the second one, Halloween Kills, was one of the dumbest, worst things ever made. It's so but like if you want to to have your mind melted with dumbness, yep. watch Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. Then last year, the twenty twenty two, they did Halloween Ends. Mm-hmm. Don't put ends in there because we know this isn't <laughs> the end. Yeah, if you're if you are if <laughs> after my horror naming convention, um, if you are going to make a horror film series and you name any of them the end or the final chapter, chapter or yeah. the final nightmare or final whatever you ha- like just make it the final like it's, that you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to think unless it's a hard reboot mm-hmm. and i don't want no soft reboot or oh, it's actually a secret sequel no fuck off you, you've killed that chapter you have finished it the next time you bring that character back from the dead it's a brand new cast also stop doing the Oh, we're not. We're ignoring these three films. This is a sequel to the one you all liked. Yeah, because that's then, crazy, right? Because that's what this trilogy was. It was a sequel to the first one, like the original um, John Carpenter one. So from it's not actually a trilogy. It's technically a quadrilogy. quadrilogy. Yeah. So Halloween, and then Halloween straight to Halloween seventeen. Halloween. Halloween. So, Wait, so, so Halloween followed by Halloween. Yep. Then Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's worse than I thought. You didn't tell me that when I was reading them out. Halloween. Halloween. Halloween kills. <laughs> Halloween ends. That's what. That's what that quadrilogy is. And Halloween ends is fucking <laughs> mental. Like you can't name 
same two films in your series. They the did same it. thing. They did it. How, Jesus. I can't remember if the counting. That goes straight. From that alone, that goes straight to the bottom. That's now the absolute worst. I can't remember if they counted Halloween 2 as well. I don't think they counted Halloween 2. I think oh, they prefer Even if they did, it's still Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween. That's still, that's maybe it's worse that way, to be honest. Because I think at the end of Halloween 2, they're like, oh, Mike Myers died. And then in Halloween 4, they're just like, psych. No, he didn't. Psych. Whereas in Halloween, they're just like, oh, we just caught him and we just put him in a mental hospital. I sorted out my surround sound yesterday. What does that have to do with what I'm talking about? Well, you'll, you'll see. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> anger in your face <laughs> what on earth does that I thought we've talked out. about more films not released in 2022 <laughs> than we have released well I'm about to talk about another one oh, I sorted out my surround sound the other day be fucking it, the, 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 the back speakers weren't working I don't know why but I fucked around with the settings and I've got them working I don't even know what I changed anyway they're working the way I checked it was I put on Baby Driver mm-hmm. um, and Hannah's never seen it so I put it on just for the intro uh, The what's the song at the beginning the Bellafonts uh, bell bottoms. Bell bottoms. Bell bottom blues. Bell bottoms. I don't know. Bell bottoms. Yeah. Bell bottoms. John anyway, Spencer. It's good. Put it on. Just wanted to watch that opening sequence because I knew it. I knew it's made for surround sound, especially because that whole film's pretty much like audio design. Um, and then Hannah was like, "Oh, we should like." I'm hooked. I've never seen this film. And I was like, "What? You never seen Baby Driver?" So we watched Baby Driver the other day. Mm. And how this ties into what you were talking about is the second heist that you see when they're like. You're going to go get his full Mike Myers masks. And then he pulls them out and it's Mike Myers from Austin Powers Powers masks. As in, uh, what's his face? Austin. Austin. Yeah, Mike Myers. Oh my God. Mike Myers is Austin Powers mask. And he's like, what the fuck? I said Mike Myers. And he's like, yeah, that's what these is. He's like, no, Mike Myers Halloween mask. They are Halloween (laughs) masks. (laughs) But yeah, but then that's like a whole, you know why that happened? Why? It's kind of exactly what happens in the film that somebody went out to get the license for Halloween. I know the the William Shatner, mm-hmm. and they were like, "No, absolutely not." So then they went to Mike Myers and were like, "Hey, do you mind if we use your Austin Powers mask?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's fucking hilarious." <laughs> ah, my turn. It's also I was also going to say, no. <laughs> just Halloween ends is fucking batshit mental. It's weird. It tries to create a whole new Mike Myers, and yeah, Mike Myers yeah. wants to like pass on his powers to a, a kid and the kid <laughs> what are his powers in these films he's in, like invulnerable that's it it's like, it's like he's trying thing. to make a Mike Myros cosm of new movies I want to end this podcast forever huh? <laughs> uh, laugh into like the mic for like at least good. let people know that that was a good bad pun but what, Mike, do you, what do you just would you want a good or a bad uh, what are was, we saving the bads give me a bad because you did a good um, uh, Moonfall. Yes, Moonfall. Woo! Straight up. I know Morbius came out last year, and that's also oh, on my list. Oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that. But Moonfall, straight up, is the worst movie I saw all last year. Is it? That film sucked. It, it it didn't pick a lane. Had no idea where it wanted to go. Mm. Um, very to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> <laughs> very early on, they have a scene where the moon is rising over her and a horizon. Well, I see the funniest one of the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moon's rising over her uh, over the horizon, and you know, like in a horror film, when like that two people are talking and the camera punches into the background and Mike Myers is standing there and it goes like, yeah. So the moon's rising. And then the score Is goes. Is that the Halloween theme? I've never heard no, of it like that before. The <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, here comes the villain. And I was like, what the actual fuck is this? It's just terrible. It, it doesn't know what it wants to be. 
it's trying to be this action sci-fi movie that gets lost and caught up in this weird hero story. And then there are aliens and then the moon's a superstructure and there are aliens that live inside the moon that are hiding from a different breed of evil aliens that are coming to kill the earth. But the aliens in the moon don't want to kill the earth. They want to integrate the earth into the moon. Well, the and aliens in the moon are humans. Are they? I think. I think it's like, no, they, they've no. been absorbed by the hive mind in the moon. I think it's like a... Um, yeah, see, this is what I'm... T- <laughs> Phil, this is what I'm talking about. That film doesn't make any fucking sense. It's the most... It's just batshit Because humans mental. develop the AI from in a different galaxy or whatever. No, it's... Had- it's uh, the, when he speaks to his mum, uh-huh. an actual thing that happens in the movie, mm-hmm. the main character's mum is dead. Or not even the main character. He's a fucking side character. He's the comic relief who ends up being the main character. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, the guy who plays when, Samwise, Sam, Samuel Tarly Samwise, yeah, in from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. When he speaks to his mother inside the moon at the end of the movie, they are using his mother's likeness because they knew it would be kind of like AI. Like they knew it wouldn't be daunting to him, but it's just like, it's just, it's just a, a, a production of his mother to get him to get absorbed into the moon, to give the moon his knowledge so they can then fight off the darkness aliens. Can we- You're conflating two separate scenes in the movie because there's a scene where Patrick Wilson speaks to the AI as well. Oh, I don't fucking know. Phil, I watched it twice. once and it was fucking terrible yeah. and it's a bad movie. The fact we're having this discussion that makes no fucking sense proves how fucking bad this Here's film is. The, the main thing that bad about the, with Moonfall is there was a producer out there who was like, do you know what? In the 90s, I liked those um, world-ending movies. Deep who, impact. Who was the guy that did like a bunch of those? Oh, Roland Emmerich. Like, what's he up to? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I can assure you it's nothing. Cool, get him on the phone. Hey, Roland, do you want to do one of those like disaster movies you used to in like, the late 90s, early what's 2000s? What's the most disastrous He's thing like, that could happen to the planet? Oh, I don't know. What? I'm thinking the moon falls on it. They're like, love it. The moon, Great. The moon get, falls on get it right. Get it written. Who should we start it? Oh, we'll get Patrick Wilson from The Conjuring Movies. Do you we'll, remember, do you remember we'll Patrick Halle Wilson? We'll get Betty, because she's doing fuck all. And then we'll get that <laughs> random guy from Game of Thrones. Then we'll punt them all into the moon. We'll have a weird yep. like chase scene with a cybernetic looking monster thing. And then Samuel Tarly will become the moon. <laughs> anyway, thanks, <laughs> Roland. Here's way, <laughs> you are missing a very key element to the entire film. Yes. At the halfway point, they introduce two teenage characters that oh, end up yeah. being the Patrick new... Wilson's son. They're, the, they're actually the protagonists of the whole movie. Bet you thought it was Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry. No, it's their children. Do you care about them? No. Well, you're going to see a fucking shit ton of them for the remainder of this And movie. they're going to have like a Last of Us type experience where they're trying to steal petrol and there's oh, thugs and they have God. a car chase and it's just awful looking. Pick and a lane. S- and someone gave Roland Emmerich money for this. <laughs> S- stop doing that. <laughs> if it makes you happy, it was a massive box office flop. Yeah, thank God. So Helped by me, apparently, because I'm going to fucking see it. Caboose was really excited for it. Hey, friend of the podcast, Caboose. Sometimes your taste sucks balls. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, your shout out, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want to do another one? Uh, yes, continuing my point that... Texas Chains of Massacre 2022. Yeah. The, the, Are you actually talking about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> about action movies sucking. Uh, I, I'm just going to lump these ones together. It's yep. going to be the Uncharted movie. A rubbish action movie, yeah. really, really boring. The final set piece is kind of fun, but apart from that, rubbish. You have the falls gr- into the trap of uh, becomes so bland and generic that 
like when those things kind of work as a video game because you have the engaging video game playing sections yeah that the story doesn't need to be the strongest yes but then when you take the beat for beat story add in some extra bollocks that nobody gives a fuck and then release like, oh it as no a movie, this person's betrayed them didn't even know they were in the movie. Who cares? When you re- when you turn that into a film, you're left with like, oh, actually, this story is not that engaging. I guess I just enjoyed shooting people and jumping over fucking. Yeah, it, it's a perfect breakdown. But it's like because the the movie takes certain set pieces from some of the most famous set pieces from some mm-hmm. of the games. One of them being when you fall out the back of the plane in Uncharted Three. And in Uncharted like Three, up the cargo. You're playing the game for like sixteen hours, and at that point. The game doesn't need, like you said, doesn't need the story at that point because you're just like, fuck, I only have six bullets left. I'm on the hardest difficulty and I really need to get back up there so I don't die. In the movie, it's just like, this is 50 minutes into the movie. You are (laughs) so incredibly bored. Mark Wahlberg is the most uncharmingest human being on the planet and Tom Holland at that point is tired because he's done six movies back to back. And so everyone's bored. What was the other one? Uncharted, you said there was a... You were going to give me a smattering of so you, bad action. Yeah, you have the, the Uncharted movie, you have Jurassic World Dominion, which we've already spoken oh, about before. It's just perhaps one of the worst movies remember last year. Remember how mad I was? Yes, I remember. You can go if back and want, listen to that episode. If you episode. Hear me be very angry about Jurassic World, you can go back and listen to that episode. You have the Netflix movie The Grey Man with Chris Evans and uh, Ryan Gosling. You have incredible actors. You have what was promised to be two of the most exciting directors after their stint with Community and the Marvel movies punt out and uh, Patrick H. Williams was on YouTube has talked about this you check out his video it's one of the most blandest yeah. action movies like it looks bland the set pieces are bland there's some really dodgy CGI and when you put it up against something like Top Gun Maverick you're just like what is this after that you got Bullet Train again another really ah. I know you want to defend Bullet Train Bullet Train for me was a fucking tedious slog of like annoying characters endless dialogue that wouldn't stop it was just endless talking yeah and talking and talking he's such a diesel isn't he, he is and apparently diesel, i'm mate. a diesel and we're gonna run that joke into the fucking ground yeah. like i will give you that i will bridge. give you that that thomas the tank engine oh bit my was so fucking God. annoying it just did go on too long who did i were we we were talking about that and i was like he should have done this instead what was it was it us i don't know maybe it was caboose, it caboose. <laughs> another shout out I, for caboose I was having a conversation with someone where I said it's actually the worst. Like they picked the worst British thing they could have done, and I had, I said they should have done this. Oh, fuck, what was it? I actually can't remember. But it's going to annoy me. It's going to so come sorry. back to you in like twenty minutes. But yeah, it. I was like, they should have done that instead because uh, anyway. But I, for me, in his defence, okay, I didn't mind Bullet Train. I didn't love it. It's not like I've I've seeked it out to add it to my collection. I'm going to rewatch. It. I have no interest in, in going back. You know what I mean? Like, I've not, got no interest in making a big effort to go and get it. If it's on Netflix in another two years, I'll probably whack it on again because I think yeah. I think it falls into the Fast and Furious dumb. And I personally think, although the diesel Thomas the Tank Engine bit was annoying, I liked how stylishly ambitious it was. Sure. It tried to look unique. Definitely. And for the most yeah. part, I think it pulls that off. I, had um, some, I liked the editing and I liked yeah, the Yeah, some slick edits. But all of the characters are so annoying. And they all talk too much. All, I don't think they all are. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson and his brother. What's his brother's from name? Atlanta. Brian Tyree Henry. Thank you. Thank you. Brian Tyree Henry. I think they were good. I agree. Too much. They talk a bit, but it's I th- it's like annoying. It's more Brian Tyree Henry that I think 
Like, I, I like that, that dynamic. Kind of British accent he does. All right, then, me governor. I'm from the Londons. <laughs> He's just like, no. Um, Brad Pitt, I didn't mind. I think Brad Pitt's watchable in pretty much everything he pumps yeah, out. But He's, He's fine. He just kind of like Who else up. is in that? Um, Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats was underutilized. Surprisingly underutilized. But on the flip side of that, her character was my least favorite. But only because she, they were like, oh, you know what would be good? Make her say bitch at the end of every single sentence. Yeah. And it's like, see, that's the thing. Like, but why? Just, that's not a character the trait. The writing of them was so... That was, yeah. And the little the little girl with the... Oh, Joey fuck. King. Yeah, holy shit. So annoying. Write her out. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else about that film I'll defend. That character can go in the bin. And Michael Shannon shows up and he looks like he just got off of, like, um, <laughs> like he just came out of a coma and yeah. walked onto set. <laughs> Like he was on, like he was on life support, and then he woke him up and he went in to film the movie. Yeah, fair play on that. Like one. for me, Bullet Train, the way you do that movie perfectly is, it's ninety minutes. There's the limitation of we have for the train to get from here to here, and this is the MacGuffin. Go. Whereas instead, that movie's two hours and twenty minutes. It's too much talking. There's not enough action, and it's was a it, lot of. It's not Guy Ritchie, is it? No, it's one of the it's Chad Stileski who it did, reeks of Guy Ritchie. The guy did Deadpool too. Do you not think it it's like stinks of Guy Ritchie? It does. Like, like, do you not think that film is ba- like it, theoretically and what it should have been? I think what it was em- trying to emulate is Snatch on a Train. Yeah, with all the cutaways to like things that happened they before. Called it as well. Snatch on a Train. Snatch on a Train. Yeah, that feels like that's pretty much. It was just f- for an action movie. It was too long, not enough action, and too much talking. I think, I think, but then like, and the action was Snatch does well. Snatch is a great movie, but that's because it's so well written. And you, like- I know, but that's what I was going to say. I think if Bullet Train just had a slightly better writing, yeah. I think I think it could have been a modern day Snatch. And then, but this is what I'm saying. It's I'm not defending it to the moon. Yeah. I don't think it's the best film ever. I think it's better than you're giving it credit for. What that movie is is because I said it when I came out of it. Uh-huh. This is a you dump this on streaming movie. You not a, it's not a dump on in the cinema movie. Like if that came to Netflix or Prime and I put it on one afternoon, I'd have been fine with it. But they put it at the cinema to be like it's bullet train. You're like, you know, you are what the death of cinema, mate. Well, not everything can go straight to streaming. Do you know what, Gavin? Do you know what's the death of cinema? Cinema, because it's killing itself. <laughs> the next movie I want to talk about in this uh, action schlock that we got was uh, Ambulance, the Michael Bay movie. Oh yeah, Fucking I didn't see this one. This one horrendous. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. He, like, let me. What I know of it, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, ambulance driver. Incorrect so far. <laughs> I, okay, uh, I, I was then. I thought from the trailers that I saw, it then turns into like a phone booth type deal where it he does gets, turn into phone booth. He gets caught down and then he can't do something and he's got somebody so trying it's, to shoot him. He, he um, and his brother, his, his brother's former military, he can't get the money for his wife to get surgery because uh-huh. the military pension doesn't pay for it. Walks over to his brother, Jake Gyllenhaal, who just so happens to be doing a bank heist. He's like, come along, we'll do the bank heist. He's like, okay. So in the first 20 minutes of the movie, again, you can watch the Patrick H. Williams video where he talks about ambulance because I'm taking some of this from what he said. It's just like in 20 minutes, it goes from, oh, I need m- money for my wife and kid to, I'm on a bank heist with a big gun. And then bank that's heist a, that's goes- a massive leap. It goes awry. They end up in the back of an ambulance and then they drive around in the ambulance trying to escape the cops for the next two hours. And it's- fu- and. Someone, where's, the, where's the phone booth element come in? They're just in the ambulance for the rest of the movie. Oh, it's, like, it's like a yeah. single... Single kind of... All like of source st- code? Sure, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's in that as well. Correct. But someone showed... You know in source code, he's, he's missing... I'm remember not, the big reveal, he's missing his bottom half? Yeah. Avatar 3. I didn't see Avatar 2. Give so. him an avatar. Huh? 
someone gave Michael Bay a drone for this movie. And in the beginning, he does some really interesting drone stuff. It's You know those little drones where they put the, the visor over their face and they can drive? Yeah. Like, it's that stuff, but with a camera on it. And you're like, this looks, looks cool. cool. Yeah. For the first, again, 30 minutes. And then see all the cool shots that he's done? He then just recycles them for the rest of the two hours of the movie. And you see the same drone shots 40 times. To the point where you're just like, I'm sick of the drone now. You've made me excited and then fed up with the drone in the span of one movie. <laughs> and the Grey Man did it as well, where they did these really shite drone shots. They did it, I think, some for um, uh, Uncharted movies as well. They did some drone stuff. I like the drone stuff. Come up with some better ideas. Mm-hmm. There was a, fuck it, I'm going to use the word again, a death of action last year. Absolute trash when it came to action last it, year. And like, you know what's funny? And I'm going to wave my pen furiously I in the I know I just said, you know, films have to come to the cinema to keep the cinema alive. But I do feel like, a, I, I'm kind of going back on what I said here. I do think you're right in that a lot of films that should have just been straight to video released in the cinema. But I think it's because of the, the COVID lull. So yeah. they're trying to make up for lost time. And they're just kind of like, oh, big big screen release for Moonfall? I guess. <laughs> like, should have gone really? to Netflix. Three that I enjoyed that I wanted to talk about. Uh, starting off, uh, kids films. We'll just do some kids films. Yeah. Turning Red, Chip and Dale. Didn't see either. Did you not see either of them? No. Turner Red's brilliant. It's uh, Audio if Boy. Ha- if you haven't seen it, no. Turner Red is the is the coming of age story. A uh, fourteen year old girl in Canada in the two thousands trying to get tickets for you know Limp Biscuit. Well, like some generic boy band. I think they, what are they called? They're called uh, Boys Four or something like. Boys, it's, it's very of its time, and it boys works. For us. It's something. It's nuts. And then she finds out that when she starts her period, she turns into a massive panda, and it's a whole thing. Wait, and- say that again. When she starts her period, right. she turns into a giant red panda. Okay, it's a curse you. on her family. I wasn't sure if that's what you said. Yeah, I wanted no, it's, to make it's, sure. It's literally the film. Um, and then it's just a kind of coming of age story. She's just, you know, has a, a, a Does bit she of get a, superpowers? No, she turns into a giant red panda. I mean, if you, cl- if you class that as a superpower, I guess. I but it's I, I it was it was just a good film. It's it's genuinely a very good film, very nice, very wholesome, great kids film, and it's got a strong message. Respect. I'm assuming this is on Disney Plus. That is on Disney Plus. If you want to watch it, I would recommend it. Uh, Chip and Dale came out. You didn't watch it. It is the modern day Roger Rabbit. I'm gonna. It's good. It's not mm. great. It is good. It doesn't quite live up to the magic of Roger Rabbit, but what it attempts to do is so fucking good, and it it does. It does lean into that. There are so many surprises and so many like nice little Easter eggs and cameos of things that you'd be like, wait, what the, like, why is that in a Disney movie? <laughs> like, so they're like, they got their hands on some stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm they surprised. got some hands on some crazy IPs. If you, if you, have you, have you seen the trailer for it or anything? I saw the trailer once. Did you see, have you seen who the villain is? No. The villain is. Do you want to? Because I might watch it if it's on Disney Plus. Are you, you, you going to? Or are you if it's on Disney Plus, are you going to just say you're going to watch it and then you're never going to no, watch it? No, because I can put it on one night. It's like it's in the trailer. So if you ever watch the trailer, you'd see who the villain is. I just won't watch the trailer. I'll just watch the oh, movie. It's good then. I won't say it. Do you know who the trailer is? Do you know the, the trailer? Do you know who the villain is? Do you know who the trailer is? Could you say that into the microphone? For I don't us? remember. <laughs> well, you you have a microphone in your hand. You you're the audio guy. Watch watch Chip and Dale, and then let me know your thoughts. It okay. is it's got some solidly good gags. It's got some like hilarious Easter eggs, and the stories yeah, the stories enjoyable. Like it, overall, it's just an enjoyable film. As far as kids films go, it was nice to see them put something out there that is like fully pushing the boat out and not sticking to the kind of safe, well trodden ground that they know of. Yeah, gripes I had with it. 
the audio performances don't hold up to snuff, and that's because they were obviously recording during COVID. Oh, okay, yeah. so the, so it's it, not the performances are bad, but there's there is a lack of um, dynamicism between actors, and like well trained, very good voice actors will know how to kind of inflect off of someone else's performance. And I don't know where it's fallen down, but there's just moments in the movie where you're like, these are two people reading their scripts and delivering their lines with no. Like with no crossover, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it kind one's of, in a garage and one's like, yeah, in it's a like, like they somewhere. sound great, but they just aren't bouncing yeah. off each other, and it's very glaring. Um, and yeah, it's a good film though. I enjoyed that. So as far as kids films go, I'd say they are the two to get on Wait, from but me. What about Lightyear? <laughs> That's on my bad list. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my bad list. It was it was if straight up one of the ones I was going to talk about. If we're going to talk about bad kids films. Lightyear was brutal. What I, we spoke about this over pints recently. Yeah, how that first trailer came out. David Bowie, there's a star, man. And it faded out. It was fucking awesome. And it was like an interstellar rainbow and a spaceship going off through space time. Like, we're going to go on an adventure. And I was like, holy fuck, this looks like they're really putting time and effort into this. And they got Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Then it was like, oh, I, and people got all caught up. Like, when? what is this? Is this a movie set in the movie? Is it an actual space? And, and then it released and it was just generic... It was weird. It's odd. Because I'd seen that trailer you're talking about, and I was like, all right, cool. Lightyear. Fucking great trailer. Great trailer. And I'm like, I'll wait for that to come out at some point. Like, I'm not you know, I'm not an animated guy. Yeah. I don't really care about Pixar. I was unwell one day, and I thought, oh, fuck, I'll chuck this on. I was like, I've got an idea what this is going to be. It's going to be an adventure. We're going to go from planet to yeah. planet. We're going to have a, we're going to, we're going to have a cookie cast of characters. There are going to be a couple of aliens. Oh, a sticky one sticks to my face. Ah! Nope. It's a weird, introspective, <laughs> sad, like <laughs> going, like time is. Time is not your friend. It's your enemy. You're all going to die. Everyone you love will die and you will be alone for the rest of your life. And I was just like, fuck Hey, hey kids. Also, remember, Zer- remember in Toy Story 2 when Zerg comes out and, uh, and Buzz Lightyear makes a joke like, hey, it's my dad. And you think, oh, it's a Star Wars reference. Well, we now know the truth. Zerg is actually an old Buzz Lightyear sent back through space time to stop himself diverging from the path that allows him to go back in time to stop himself being trapped in a time loop. Oh, it goes all interstellar madness. It's a kid's film, Disney. What are you doing? It was bizarre. I like. I mean, even in the the universe of like Toy Story, that is also a kids' film because they make all those kids' yeah. toys for the Buzz yeah, Lightyear for, toys. For Andy, yes, Andy went it's to see that. Weird. I couldn't imagine if you sh- if you had made me go and watch that movie as a kid at Andy's age. What, like eight in the first the ten, Toy yeah. Story? Ten. Yeah, ten. Mm-hmm. I would have. I wouldn't have not been. I would have been very confused. Yeah, because you, you were saying that. Uh, we're like, this is the movie that made Andy fall in love with Buzz Lightyear. Like, <laughs> if I'm a kid and I come with that, I'd be like, what the fuck was that, Mum? <laughs> What the fuck did I just see? I don't understand why time um, wave why, loops. Why do I have this little black part of my soul now? <laughs> Are it you just going, feels hollow and sad all the time? Is time going to take you from me, <laughs> from me, Mum? Turns out, yes. Time will take her from me. So yeah, there's our animated spot. Uh, I think some big hitters that I just want to throw out there would be the Batman. We're not going to talk about the Batman, but the Batman was a great movie last year. It was a great film. I had a great time with that. Um, what's the other one? It was all right. <laughs> I, well, you, you're dumb. Uh, I liked Elvis, but I like Baz Luhrmann. Uh, the performance that Austin Butler does, I think is outstanding and it looks pretty and I like the songs. My favorite thing Baz Luhrmann has ever done is the song, Everybody Should Wear Sunscreen. Or is that Laz Berman? <laughs> Wait. 
don't know if Lars Berman is a real person. Who wrote the song Everyone Needs to Wear Sunscreen? I've never heard of it. What? Oh, you've done this before and it's not Baz Luhrmann, it's someone else. Because <laughs> we've talked about this before. Leonard Bernstein. Baz Luhrmann, fuck you. I don't think it's the same Baz Luhrmann. It's... What do you... How many Baz... Gavin! <laughs> how many Baz Luhrmanns do you think there are out in the world? That's a unique name. Minimum two. <laughs> uh, I want to throw out uh, Crimes of the Future. It's a weird Cronenberg. fucking Cronenberg movie that I really enjoyed. Viggo Mortensen. I uh, also want to throw out... Uh, nope. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is a fucking slapper <laughs> film, you know what that film stonks what? stonks mate <laughs> big stonks stonks how, how many stonks uh, that's got at least two stonks at least two one stonks one per tail Jesus Christ it's good uh, you've not seen it but I also want to throw out The Banshees of Inisherin. It's all my, that's all my, my soon to be watched film it is a I've beautiful fucking... introspective exploration of friendship and time and I thought it was very very poignant very beautiful uh, I was gonna yeah nope I was gonna check out there thoroughly enjoyed it I didn't see nope but you know it's no. great. I, thought, I thought it was very good Jordan Peele's like latest in his horror anthology it's not even an anthology his horror series he just smashed it out of the park a lot of people weren't as keen on this one but I personally think it's but I think it might be his strongest one after after watching it and talking about it and rewatching it. I, I fell in love with it. I thought it was brilliant. I'll see um, it hopefully soon. I think you'll like it. The other one I wanted to talk about very quickly, I should have talked about it more, but we kind of did horror movies elsewhere. Mm. Barbarian. Barbarian mm. was fucking incredible. Mm. Um, if you haven't seen Barbarian and you're a horror fan, please go watch that movie. You can now get it on Disney Plus, I'm yeah. sure. And it is um, where... I've said this a couple of times where a lot of films nowadays are like leaning towards trying to give you the, the, that soft fright and that makes you not want to sleep with the door open at night uh, and, and, and coming away from jump frights or conversely, the other subset of horror films are just, Rah! um, yeah, none of this is scary, but you will get a few jumps. Um, they're the two kind of horror films we have. Barbarian is a fucking perfect in between. And it has some of the most, Oh, like horrifying, like stomach churning moments that gives you the heaves and you don't. Oh, it's fucking great. It's just a fucking great movie. It's got gore. It's got frights. It's got slow drawn out elements. It's got everything the horror movie should have. My favorite movie was Barbarian of last year. Oh, <laughs> my favorite. Hey, my favorite. Let's movie. talk about it then. <laughs> my I was waiting for you to stop. I'm so sorry. My favorite movie of 2022 was Barbarian. Fuck yeah. That's just because. Uh, I'm a horror kid. I'm so uh, sorry. I, I grew feel up, bad now. No, it's fine. I grew up on action schlock, and then when I wasn't watching that, I wanted to torture my little weak soul with horror. Yeah. Uh, I'm a weak souled little bitch. That was going to be my name for this week. I'm the weak souled <laughs> little bitch, Gavin Stewart. But Barbarian, I'm so sad I missed it in the cinema. Yeah. Uh, life, as you've talked about, was just a, like a lot this year mm. or last year, this year as well. But Barbarian was fucking outstanding. Yeah. I like when it comes to horror movies, it's like you say, there's a there's the wee, it's an easy scare, or it's just like creeping dread. Yeah, whereas Barbarian's a beautiful balance of like the start of that movie is slow, it's tense. You don't know who the villain is. You don't know like like this is very mild spoilers for the beginning of Barbarian, but yeah. you meet uh Alex Skarsgård. Ale Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. And the who's the is actress? Is it Bill Skarsgård? Bill Skarsgård. Who's the actress in it as well? That's her from All My Friends Hate Me, <laughs> which is a real good movie. That well, also um, came out last year. Another one I missed. Another one you missed. Uh, it is lots of good horror movies uh, last year. Uh, Georgina None Campbell. None of which you saw. <laughs> mm, Georgina Campbell. I missed a lot. But you were like watching it, and you don't know 
who the villain is, what the monster is. And I went into that film as blind as I possibly could. Yeah. And yeah, I, you, you're sitting through this uh, the opening and you're kind of like, like, is it Bill Skarsgård? Or is it gonna is this going to be like a double fake? And she's it faking him a, out. And maybe she's the, like, maybe that's the, 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 twist. Be the big twist. She's going to be the villain. And you reach the end of the first act and it's a fucking great first act. And then BAM! The movie just shifts, and I don't want to say anything else. I don't. Yeah, want, I'm not going to say too much. Yeah, because it's it's if you have Disney Plus or even if you don't, get a free trial, free trial easily, because that film fucks your expectations like, time and time and time again, and it's, it's incredible. It's it's dark outside a lot these days, so close your curtains over, turn your lights off, put that movie on. Like I watched it alone in the dark. I don't really get scared by movies anymore, but that one had me on edge the whole fucking time oh. because of the way it goes and what you know and what's what's underneath and what's going on. And like, as it kept shifting and changing, <laughs> I would like, I would readjust my seat and I'd sit up and like, here we fucking go. Okay, like, what are we doing here? What's going on? Like, I paused to go to the toilet and I'm just like, all right, so what is happening? What yeah. are we doing? And I like, I just got so engaged with it. And I think it's a film we're going to talk about again later on when more people have hopefully seen it. Because there's so much to talk about, about how well it's made, about how well Shot it pays. incredibly. Looks Pacing's be- incredible. Yeah. And it has little choices that between first act and second act that just are so brilliant, yeah. but so understated. Yeah. Like, I I couldn't stop thinking about that film. And when Audio Boy came after, home... I was the same. I, told, I wanted to speak to it about... I wanted to speak to everyone about it. It was so good. I, it was one of the few films that I saw last year that when Audio Boy came home, and he thought, like, oh, what do you think, Barbarian? I just talked for like half an hour. <laughs> I was so excited to talk about it because it yeah. was something worth talking about, which I can't say for a lot of the films because if you notice through this episode, we talked about a lot of stuff that hadn't come out because there was a lot of shite last year and there was also a lot that we missed last year. Yeah. But Barbarian was one of those films that was needed to be talked about. because I, I said so this to brilliant. Caboose. So a couple of years back, and I think we talked about it in a few episodes way back when, we were doing a hundred movie challenge where we were going to try and see a hundred films throughout the year. And it did mean it's kind of like a catch 22 because it meant that we lost a lot of weekend and a lot of time in the cinema. But I saw movies I would have never normally picked. And I had a really good experience because I, I would just go in and see films just to kind of tally up, get to the hundred. And I surprised myself. I would go and see a film about like world war, which I, I don't do world war films, I do yeah. gangster films. And I had to go and see a couple of them. And I was like, holy fuck, these films are really good. Like, And it was a nice experience. Um, and I'm not doing that this year. And I'm kind of like, maybe I need to do 50. I think I might need to set myself a 50 like checklist mm-hmm. to get me out of the house to force myself to cinema because I feel like I'm missing some real... Like You've been going loads, Phil. Yeah, I've been to GFT a lot and there's been some real good stuff. I'd yeah. recommend the movie Hatching if you can find it anywhere. Nice. Real weird, fun movie. We should also like... I think we have to talk about because... My friend Thomas was talking about uh, the movie The Menu because he absolutely oh, loved, it's fucking. I he loved The Menu, and The Menu's great. It's like, very good film. It's when you look at the trailer, you're like, "Oh, I've got what this is going to be," oh, and you it's don't. not. You and it's not. so great. The performance is great. The writing is so good, and it's it just goes to a place you're like, "Fucking hell, this is mental." It's a, it's a solidly good film. But my favorite movie of last year, yes. And if you have listened this far, you may be. Have we an all idea know what point. it's going to be. It's it had to be right it's because been, even though Barbarian is my favorite movie of the year, this movie is still probably also my. It's what's been nominated for uh, 11 Oscars. 11 Oscar nominations. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. It was, it was it, fucking incredible. I think even... The best. I, th- I think when it comes I to would it, say so. every, everything, everywhere, all at once, which, God, I'm going to definitely mess up saying We that. can call it EEAO if you want. No, it's even more difficult. <laughs> uh, I think whatever your favourite movie is, I think 
just in general, that is the movie of the year for everyone because yeah. everyone, anyone, everyone who saw it, I know thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. Everyone it. was talking about it. Yeah. The minute since that movie came out, what like March, February time? I think so. Like so it came early out, in the year. April. 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 So it came out the the first half of the year, and it's still month after month. Permeating people, the people social... just kept talking about yeah. it. Yeah, it kept coming up. People like would discover it months later, being like, "Holy fuck! Like, how did I not know about this?" And, it's, and then when the award season came along, boom, tons of nominations, tons of wins. Everyone's just talking about it, and it's because it's fucking outstanding. It's, it's incredible, amazing. It, it also, what I loved as well, the people were kind of like, there was this uh, rhetoric going around, which is, "Oh God, multiverse! Why is everything going to be a multiverse nowadays?" And people weren't wrong because the superhero multiverse was getting. I'm already over it. <laughs> real, real, real shallow. It's only just begun. I'm already so done. Somebody was bringing out a multiverse movie and every, I, there was like this whole like, oh God, a multiverse film. And then they came out and they did the multiverse incredibly fucking well. Yeah, they did it in a really uh, digestible, meaningful, poignant, funny way. Yeah. Like There's some of the, the, like the fact that I cried during that film, which oh. isn't, isn't a surprise for anyone that may be listening to this. It's a very expected thing. But the fact that I cried three times and one of those times was when two rocks yes. weren't talking while I was reading text over two rocks, slowly shuffling around the screen. That, I mean, that says everything. Surely. <laughs> like- I, feel, I feel like that, that movie has everything in it. Like it's, it's got some great martial arts, uh, fight scenes it's got some of the funniest stuff you'll see yeah. it's got some of the most heartfelt stuff you'll see and it's just got some of the most memorable the stuff you'll ever see yeah yeah jamie lee curtis as well fucking smashing out a solidly good performance and it's beautiful to see michelle yo an actress i've been following since she was working in china with like jackie chan and stuff like to see her at the point now where everyone's just like, oh, Michelle, you are like, yeah, we all knew. Yeah, where like, the fuck have you been? You've been sleeping on Michelle Yeoh. Sleeping on Michelle Yeoh. And to bring back short round for uh, his it, round two in Hollywood. How's it you pronounce his? Ki Hui Kwan. Ki Hui Kwan. Ki. Ki. Hui. There's no. Ki Hui Kwan. Starts with a H. Hui. Ki Hui Kwan. Ki Hui Kwan. Ki Hui Kwan. Also known as short round from Indiana Jones 2, The Temple of Doom. Or Radar. Well, no, Data. Data from the you Goonies. Idiot. Radar's you from moron. MASH, I think. He was a, Radar's from Star Trek. He's blind. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so much. I also found out that Kiwi Wan uh, was the second stunt coordinator on the first X-Men movie. Oh, that's cool as shit. Yeah, so you can watch. There's behind-the-scenes stuff of him teaching Hugh Jackman how to do some of the fights. How to stuff. do a flip. Yeah. Does, it, does Hugh Jackman do a flip in the behind-the-scenes stuff? No. Oh. But it's just like some of the martial arty stuff he has to do. But no flips. No flips. Oh. Anyway, guys, that was the... I'm really sorry, because that was a really good episode. Kind of ruined by Gav's crap story at the end there, I guess. Um, We're not done talking about everything everywhere all at once, I don't feel. No, yeah, everything everything, everywhere all at once. It was was just incredible. Um, I I, I actually kind of feel like I am done. I don't know what else to say other than I fucking loved that film. It was everything I could want in a movie. It was perhaps everything everywhere. It was everything everywhere all at once. All at once. Uh, it had some of the best cinematography I've seen. The, the, the scene where she's like the the villain, the daughter, the evil daughter, is is flicking through universes, and she like tilts her head three times that way, and then goes the other way before settling on. And it's kind of like like she's dialing on a radio or an mm. old timey TV. That fucking that's what a ten second, fifteen second, half of a scene, and it's just perfect <laughs> like, for, for, i think for me 
one of the multiverse moments that I just like the thought that went into this is incredible is when they're trapped inside the safe and they've got all the like the kind of villains outside and she goes through different universes to learn the most obscure weird little skills yeah, so that when yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. comes out of the safe she can use these bizarre things you're like how is any of this gonna yeah. help in this situation and in the way it works to beat all of the the bad guys in different little ways you're just like this is so well thought out. It's just brilliant. It's a great film. If you and haven't seen everything ever all at once by this point in the year, please just search it out. Pay for it if you have to, because it's absolutely worth it. I think it's every, on Prime at this point. It's worth every penny of your money. It it's is also, fantastic. It's, it's kind of funny that it came at the same year as another movie that was titled Multiverse of Madness. And this, everywhere, everything, everything, every, yep, there it goes, it happened, is E-E-A-O. 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 Yeah, that's it's a not that system difficult. of a down song. Not, look, think of think of uh, old McDonald's farm. Old McDonald had a farm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. E E A O O. But that that's an actual like multiverse of madness, and it also it's it makes it really easy to understand. It's not difficult to follow, and it's fun to follow. Yeah, it's great. It's a great film. It's it's the best film of twenty twenty two. Alongside Barbarian. I'll give you, yeah, absolutely. We've both picked winners. Yeah. Phil, what was your best film of 2022? It was also Everything Everywhere at Once. Of course it was. How many times did you see that in the cinema, my dear? It was either five or six. Yeah. Oh. I need to show you my bedroom after this, by the way. Well, that's this an interesting. I think that's oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let's wrap up this episode so I can get into Phil's bed. Um, thank you so much for listening. We, like we said at the beginning of this episode, if it gets kept in, I mean, it's going to have to now because I'm referencing it. Sorry, Gav. <laughs> we are making a big effort on social media. We're on Twitter at Meandering Pod. So please send us a tweet. Uh, go look at the tweets we've, we've been farting out. You've definitely um, been farting some shit out. It's been good. I've got, I, my, my tweets are doing better than your tweets. Yeah, but because your tweets are. Yeah, but uh, I don't understand how to be in the social. Oh, I think as, as we learned earlier, I'm not good at social media or talking. I said put a like in the description. So, you know. Big love, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you soon. Hopefully. Bye. Music is life. You can't. I don't like to say that anymore. <laughs> it's me, Adderin Movies. It's me, Adderin Movies. It's me, Adderin Movies. So, won't you lend an ear?